Is it the end times or is it your time? But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of the darkness. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 2 through 5, KJV. One of the things that I am hearing so much on these Christian programs and from so many preachers, evangelists, etc. lately, is talk of the end times and the signs that the time has come. Yes, I agree. We are in the last days and tomorrow we will be in the last days. And if another hundred years go by before it ends, then on the 101st year from now, it will be the last days then also, but just a little closer to it than we are right now. As you may be able to tell, there are a few issues that I have with these claims. One of the biggest issues I have with these cries of the end times being upon us is it appears to come from a place where one is operating from their flesh and what they have let into their eye gates and their ear gates. And correct me if I am wrong, but I believe the Bible tells us to be careful how we hear, be careful of what we see, and be spiritually minded and not walk after the flesh. As Romans 8, 5 through 8 tells us, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is at enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Matthew thirteen thirteen through 15 reads, Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Therefore, as the above scriptures outline, when we begin to dwell on the information we gather from what we see and what we hear in the physical, turning a blind eye and deaf ears to the understanding that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. We find that we have opened the door for ourselves to be deceived and allow our focus to be diverted from the one in whom there is no beginning and no end. In Matthew 24, three through six, we're reminded, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world. And Jesus answered and said unto them, 
Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Jesus' warning to the disciples then is a call for us to beware and take heed now. Because if we continue to listen to the cries of the end and allow our gaze to be focused on the events going on around us through the lens they want us to see through, we may find ourselves making decisions and judgments fueled by one of these very dangerous modes of thinking and unsubstantiated reasoning. If it is the last days, why should I bother to do anything? What's the use? I'll just sit here until the end comes and ride this puppy till the wheels fall off. Well, in 1 Peter 4, 3, it reads, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men but to the will of God. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that ye run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you, who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead. For for this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. Instead of us thinking we should throw all to the wind as if there is no hope, so do what makes us feel good till the end comes. We should keep our focus on the fact that if Jesus' is coming is right around the corner, he promises us that his reward is with him. So, like those foolish virgins, if you are caught sleeping on God, your reward is the eternal fire. How about that for motivation? Two, another dangerous side effect of being so busy focusing on the signs of the end times is just some trying to calculate how much time they may have left to finish doing their dirt before they must become pious and holy just in time to get saved. For example, it is said that the end happens after the two witnesses appear and there is still some time after that before one must clean up their act. Well, if we read 2 Peter 3, 8 through 10, we'll find, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. What God is saying is that, the way he calculates time and the way we calculate time is not the same. What time we do have is so that we do come to repentance. But the truth is and has been written that nobody can know or can calculate the time because only God truly knows. So what if we were planning to come to repentance next year, but the end comes one day sooner than you calculated? Oh, well. Three. 
The Bible warns us of this other fatal mistake many will make, and that is mocking the writings of the word of God when the end doesn't come as the false prophets are predicting. There have been so many that have calculated the end and were wrong. So this just adds fuel to the fire to those who are already saying that you said the world was going to end this date and it's not here yet, leading to more unbelief and apostasy. When this happens, you are leading people away from the faith and away from God, ultimately leading them to abandon their salvation. Going to 2 Timothy 2, 15-18 Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness, and their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom is Hophnius and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying their resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. 4. Living from this standpoint that the end is here will also undoubtedly lead others to procrastinate on doing those things God has told us we should be doing, to compromise concerning our faith and no longer seeing any reason to continue in their steadfastness in the faith. And it also leads to fear, which leads to destinies going unfulfilled, depression, and another Jim Jones. In 1 Corinthians 15, 57-8, it reminds us, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 5. After all is said and done, the reality is that those who are speaking that this is the end are false prophets. I say this because the ones that speak against the things of God often speak the loudest and are usually greater in number. As an example of this, I use the 12 that was sent into Canaan to come back with a report about the promised land to the people. As we know from our studies, two came with a good report, meaning standing on the Lord's side, and the other 10 brought back a false report. And what happened? The promise was lost to who heard and believed the false report. Joshua and Caleb, who believed God, didn't get to go into the promised land then, but entered later. So, if God promised you and it has not come to pass yet, chances are the end is not yet. But in all things, we must read and study the word for ourselves in order to show ourselves approved. In doing so, you will see these end time prophesiers for what they truly are, false prophets speaking loudly, because if they had true discernment from on high, they'd know this. As Jesus said, it is not yet the end, but the beginning of sorrows. Matthew 24 verses 5 through 8. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For a nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences, and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So what was the point of the disciples asking for the sign of the times and Jesus entertaining that request? Well, Jesus was simply giving them the truth. These things will be seen just as many of those signs are presenting themselves today and many of them presented themselves as such 
back then as well. We must remember what the Bible says about these things. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 1, 9 through 10, and it reads, The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, See, this is new? It hath been already of old time, which was before us. There is nothing new under the sun. And when the end time does come, they will be doing the same things like they were doing in Noah's time. And again, nobody knows the exact time but God. Instead, wherever you go and whatever you do, keep this in mind. Jesus said, I come as a thief in the night. So what we should be focused on is making sure that we are ready when he comes for us. Because while the end times may not be another 20, 30, 100 plus years, but while you're calculating the signs of the end times, your time could be in the next 30 seconds. Will you be ready? <laughs>